pretty sure that if I continued um, the path that I was on, I would have been an accident ready to happen. And um, at that moment, I decided I need to do something about my health. I need to do something. What I'm doing right now isn't, isn't cutting it. What if I told you that you had the power to change your life today just by choosing what you will eat next? Welcome to the podcast, Eat Your Best Life, where together through interviews and conversations, we dig deep into the power of plant-based nutrition and other lifestyle changes in enhancing your life both physically and spiritually. If you are ready to level up concerning your health, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Cersei Blue. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Eat Your Best Life. I'm your host, Cersei Blue, aka The Faithful Vegan. I have a very powerful episode for you today. But before I tell you about it, I want to do a little housekeeping to keep you in the loop. Firstly, I want to invite you guys to join the Eat Your Best Life private Facebook group. All you need to do is go into Facebook into the search bar and type in Eat Your Best Life and it should come up and all you have to do is join the group. I think it's so important to build community around this podcast. In there, we discuss the episodes and I provide inspiring content around eating your best life. Also, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. It is so important because it allows us to reach and help a larger audience. So let's get to this episode. I had such a great time talking with Melissa Webster from Choosing My Health. I can't tell you enough how inspiring and empowering she is. She will shake you out of a slumber if you are asleep concerning your health. In this episode, she is transparent about her personal struggles with her health and how she came out on top and thriving. She talks about how to transition to a plant-based diet if you're new to the lifestyle. She also gives us a sneak peek into her kitchen and pantry. She imparts her wisdom on how to get your family on board with eating healthy. But above all, she challenges the audience not to settle for poor health, but to tap into their spiritual strength and crush their health goals and live out their God-given purpose. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Cersei, I'm so excited. I'm really, really well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I am so excited about having you on the show. Um, I've been following your platform since you came out, and I've been so blessed by it, um, so encouraged, and I am just so excited for the ability that you're going to have to inspire the audience that's listening on just how to, as you put it, I, I, I read on one of your thing, not settling for less concerning your health. And I'm so mm. excited to have you really peel that open and get into it. So your platform is called Choosing My Health. Yes. And I guess you could kind of roll this all in together as to why you chose that powerful name, because I think it's very powerful just the title alone, Choose My Health, is very powerful. But just talk Thank a little you. bit about that and let us know who you are, how you started your health journey, and, and, and how this all brought you here. 
Yeah, absolutely. And might I add, if you don't mind, um, Cersei, I am blessed by this podcast. Um, From the podcasts I have listened to, they have enriched my journey, not just uh, physically, but uh, emotionally and spiritually. And so I just want to charge you to continue doing what you're doing. And thank you so much. It's really an honor to be here with you today. Um, So I guess uh, I'll start with a little about myself. Uh, Like you know, my name is Melissa, excuse me, and I'm the founder of Choosing My Health. And uh, Choosing My Health is a place to help people to easily transition to a whole foods, plant-based lifestyle, uh, to ultimately live out their God-given purpose. And living out your God-given purpose without being hampered by sickness and disease and ultimately to thrive. Um, I'm also a wife. Uh, I'm a mommy. I'm a diehard avocado lover. I love avocado. Yes. Um, I love me them avocados. Um, I'm also a certified health coach and personal trainer, uh, a plant-based food instructor. And very soon here, God willing, we'll be sitting in for my certified holistic nutritionist, a uh, final exam. So, uh, wish me the best with that. Um, and so um, that's just a little about me um, at choosing my health. How did I get that name? Well, it's, it's really funny. I, uh, my husband and I, I mean, we work together with this. I'm, I'm, you really see my face, but he's, he's very much my supporter and helps me however he can with this, um, with the videography, with the editing, uh, photography, and all of that. So we were uh, trying to come together with a name for this platform. And we came up with a bunch and uh, we were toying around with um, the the option to choose your health. It's not something that uh, you have to just settle for. Whatever your state is, it's not something you just have to settle for. And uh, we got uh, one of my friends to kind of help us. She's really good with... um, this content creation and, and, and names, and she's really witty. And we just came together with choosing my health. And um, that's how we, we got our name. And it, it's kind of a, the name came pretty easily, but it, ha- it's, it, it says it all. You get to choose your health. And, and we look at how God has given us uh, the gift to choose. We can choose life or death in many ways. And so we're, we're really happy that it, and it worked out and that it was actually available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how we, um, we, 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 we got the name. Um, and did you ask how I, I got here? Um, I don't yeah. want to like, jump the gun. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's how did you get there? Yeah. Yeah. So, and how did I even get here? So, uh, Cersei, I've been at this for 16 years. Um, right. So it's been a long time. Um, and I still remember how I got here. Um, my sister was preparing a turkey for Thanksgiving. And she opened the turkey and she found a turkey within a turkey. Um, literally she found a huge translucent looking parasite. It had many legs. I was freaked out. She was freaked out. Um, and that day I decided that I was going to be a vegetarian. I was like, nah, no meat. I'm not doing anything Turkey. No. And, uh, it's really funny because 
I became a vegetarian, but I had super like uh, tons of relapses. I remember um, coming back from someplace and smelling and smelling General Gao's chicken, you know, that Chinese chicken in the air. Yes, yes, and I, yes. <laughs> I was like, I need to eat my chicken. I know I'm a vegetarian and I, I don't like turkey, but I'll eat, you know, I'll be, a ch- uh, I'll, I'll eat chicken. And it kind of evolved. Um, I, I went to college and that was about two years later and where I started to learn more about health and, and wellness. And I realized that, you know what, I, I want to be a vegan and I want to do this, not just for my health, but I want to do this for the environment and not out of fear of parasites and turkeys. Mm. So, um, back, backtracking a little bit, I grew up as a really, um, as a, as a pretty sick child. Um, I had high cholesterol and that's really something that, uh, I thought, you know, only adults struggled with, but children do too. And I had it, I had high cholesterol. I had really bad asthma. I had the type that, you know, you would get up at night and you'd be gripping your chest and I'd run to a um, our dining room table where I had my nebulizer machine set up in case um, of, of, of an asthma attack. And I remember that. Um, so I had that for a long time. I had psoriasis, the type that would bleed um, behind my ears, behind the pit of my legs, on my arms. Um, I was constipated. Um, and later on in life, um, you know, in my teens, I became borderline anemic. And I also had cystic acne in college, um, the type that would literally bleed. It was really bad. It looked really ferocious. And the way I would handle it, Cersei, is that I would put my hair on top of my cheeks to kind of hide it. But in grad, yeah, but in grad school, uh, my hair broke off. And uh, I really hit a rock bottom with my health. You see, even though I was a vegan, I was doing things the wrong way. Um, I, you know, I was eating perhaps vegan foods, but I wasn't healthy. I was eating a lot of processed stuff. I was also not sleeping. I was burning the candle on either end. I was working full time. I was in school full time. I was planning a wedding around that time. And I really got sick. I remember going to the doctor and looking at my blood levels. I was like, Hey, I feel horrible. And he's like, um, we need to test you to see if you have um, leukemia because your your uh, your blood levels are showing that you have something you know to this nature as if you have leukemia. So God is good. I did not have leukemia, but I'm pretty sure that if I continued um, the path that I was on, I would have been an accident ready to happen. And um, At that moment, I decided I need to do something about my health. I need to do something. What I'm doing right now isn't isn't cutting it. It's not working. And so um, I changed a lot of things. I started doing a lot of research. I changed a lot of things. And it was amazing what happened. Um, My asthma vanished, which my asthma was pretty much gone when I became a a vegan. But when I changed and I went like truly strictly plant-based, my asthma's gone. Of course, no high cholesterol, no cholesterol, no psoriasis. I was able to have like clean bowel movements without any constipation. Let's just be real. Um, Of course, no anemia. My iron counts were like through the roof. They were great. And God is so good. I had no cystic acne. 
like my skin cleared up and my hair grew back and it grew like in leaps and bounds. Like I would have never imagined it could even be so long and healthy. And I think it's because I took, um, I took this diet and this lifestyle seriously. Um, and so after all of that happened to me, after I saw so many powerful results, I was like, it would be a shame if I knew all of this and I did not share it with someone so they too could overcome. And, um, and that's, that's kind of how we're here. I, I decided that I was going to take this seriously and I was going to teach people what I knew so they too could have freedom with their health. Wow. Yeah. That's a powerful story. Thank so you. it's almost like you went from better to thriving. Yes. Um, and so can you talk a little bit about what are some of the things that you actually did to transition into this whole food plant-based diet that allowed you to thrive on such a level? Yes. So the first thing I did was um, I actually prayed for God to show me what I needed to change. I didn't assume that just because I was a vegan that I had it all together. And um, that was important for me because when you're so used to doing things a certain way, it's easy to become a habit. And when it's a habit, you get into that that place and you need something, I would even say divine to kind of show you a different way. So the first thing I did was pray and I just asked God for some direction. Um, and what the kind of what I did to jumpstart all of this is I did a cleanse. Um, I did a juice cleanse where I was just feeding myself tons of fruits and vegetables, lots of vegetable juices with lots of celery and lots of cucumber Um no processed foods during that time. That was like a, let's say like a 21 day period where I did mostly raw. Um, I also yeah. did, um, just sidebar here. I also did a couple of, um, enemas where I was just kind of cleaning my gut out completely. And that gave me a good foundation after, because I was doing all of that, um, for that 21 day period, I um, just started incorporating a lot more juice of the vegetable juices after that period. And I also remember taking time to eliminate processed vegan foods because I was a vegan at that point, um, but just a lot of pre um, processed foods. So taking out a lot of the flours that I was used to, a lot of the expensive vegan products that I thought I needed to eat. Um, like the vegan cheeses, which there's not necessarily nothing necessarily wrong with those if they're healthy ones, but I didn't really care. If it said vegan, then, you know, it was good for me. Um, what else? I also remember, um, taking time to do a lot of research on more plant-based recipes. Um, I scored the internet, um, and I started just kind of making those. And then I thought, okay, let me try to take one of my meals in this, you know, in the day and try to make it strictly plant-based. And one meal ended up being two meals and two meals ended up being two and a half to three meals. And eventually I was on this wagon of doing it consistently. Um, and that, that, that definitely helped. And I, I find that I don't, I still don't know everything. So um, just like I was doing then, I'm just, forever researching and 
you know, looking at blogs and trying to see different recipes and seeing if they would work for me. It's always this growth thing. But um, the one thing that helped me the most, I think, was consistency, like that cleanse and then consistently trying out recipes and then making a one plant-based meal, then two plant-based meals and three plant-based meals until it became second nature to me. Mm, Wonderful. (laughs) So I know that um, your platform talks about helping people transition to a plant-based diet for a newbie, right? And I think a lot of times people get intimidated by the process. Um, They're like, well, um, you know, how am I going to do this? It seems overwhelming. And and I know you, you tend to break things down into, you know, simple ways that somebody can integrate whole food plant-based without as in your case, going cold turkey, what would you right. suggest? Like someone who's listening and they're like, I can't go cold turkey. How do turkey. I do this? Yeah. Yeah, what can I do, you know? Absolutely. And no pun intended with the turkey, right? I know. <laughs> so, anyway. But so this is what I would suggest. And this is a question I get a lot. Um, mm-hmm. How do you just, how do you transition? What do I do? Give me some easy steps. Well, I'm going to give you some easy, uh, I'll give you some right now. The first thing is you need to, and I I didn't state this, um, you know, in my transition, but it was always there. And it's your why. And I'm sure you're familiar with that. Knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Because there's going to come a day where the going gets really rough and tough. And you're going to have to go deep down, whether that's, exercising, whether that's eating plant-based, you have to go deep down and remind yourself why you started this journey in the first place. So I would suggest to a client or even a friend, hey, let's figure out what your why is. Are you doing this so you have um, longer life with your husband and your family? Are you doing this because you want to be able to walk your daughter down the aisle because you're having a hard time doing it now because you're out of breath when you do. Um, Whatever your reason is, it's important and it must be acknowledged at the forefront. So the number one thing I'd say is write your why down or at least establish why you're doing it. And even a bonus is put it up in a prominent place in your house to remind you why you're doing. If you want to write some quotes around it, you can, some Bible verses, whatever gets you running and and, and, and feeling good and helps you to remember why you did that, um, do it and put it in a prominent place. The number two thing I think that's super important is accountability. You need someone that is going to be there with you. And it may not even be a family member. It could be, you know, it could be someone that you um, met on Instagram, like we met. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, find someone who's like-minded, who wants to do this as well, that you can check in with and be like, you know, Cersei is getting really hard. I just, I just walked by Burger King and the whip just hit me in my nose. I don't know if I could do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could be like, you know, you can do this. Just walk by it. Stay strong. You got this. And sometimes that word is all you need to keep going. Um, so accountability. And, and then, of course, you said don't go cold turkey. And uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Don't go cold turkey. Start slow. Baby steps are a lot more, um, I think they're a lot more effective than huge leaps. 
Um, and we know that we have to practice for a marathon. So you don't want to just get out there and run and expect to keep going without any practice. And you practice with those baby steps. Maybe that's uh, picking a few plant-based meals and rotating them throughout the week. Uh, meals that you enjoy, of course. Don't force yourself to eat something you don't like. So maybe that's um, some good oats with some good almond um, butter and some almond milk with, uh, you know, and some fruit and berries on top. Make it, make it um, appetizing. Maybe that's a veggie stir fry. Maybe that's walnut meat tacos. This type of um, thinking, you know, those baby steps and just trying out the little recipes here and there, it takes the pressure off from being fully plant-based. So you're not like saying to yourself, oh, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this all day, every day. So I'm just going to stop right here. No, it's okay. It's all right. Try a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. And what this starts to do is it starts to get your mind into the habit of this lifestyle. Before you know it, you're doing it. And that's exactly what happened to me. I started a little bit here, plant-based meal here and there. And next, you know, it was my lifestyle. Um, Another thing I would suggest is, excuse me cutting down on meat and processed foods, which can be a really deterrent, a big deterrent to a healthier lifestyle. Um, So if you eat three pieces of chicken, I'm not saying that you have to completely eliminate them during that baby step transition period, but do eliminate it a little bit. So if you eat three pieces of chicken with your dinner, then cut it down to two or one and a half, and then try your best to eliminate the processed foods on your plate at the same time. Um, Start to substitute. And another portion, uh, another thing is maybe bringing the, the portions down um, for um, anything else that you know you don't want to eat a lot of, like cheese, for example. Um, here we go. Let me think of another one here. This is a huge one. You want to commit to whatever you're doing. So if you're going to cut down on that meat, you want to commit to cutting down on the meat. You don't want to just do it willy-nilly. You need to, and it goes back to your why. Why am I doing this? Because I'm committed to make a change so I could heal. And maybe it's you commit to meatless Mondays where you just do, you know, a plant-based meal um, on Monday. Um, and you do it because you've committed to it. And then once you've, you know, you're trying all these recipes and you are, you've cut down on these, on the meat and the processed foods. Now it's the fun part. Now it's time to go into your kitchen and to go into your pantry and to look at the things you don't want there and look at the things that you know you're going to default to. Maybe it's a pack of M&Ms that you know you don't need, or maybe it's um, a bag, you know, three bags of Cheetos that's, you know, that are pulled aside that you're like, I'm going to go back to it if it's not in my house. You have to be strong. You need to take it out of your house because your house is your ammunition. So if your house is not plant-based, it's going to be a harder place for you to live in. You want it to be your, your food eating. You want it to be your paradise. So make it what you want it to be. Um, and then of course, meal planning when you're transitioning is very important. It doesn't have to be six hours in the kitchen. It could be as simple as at the top of the week, making some rice, making some beans, making some quinoa and making a huge salad and then rotating that, those recipes, you know, rotating the, the ingredients. So maybe a quinoa bowl one day, or maybe, um, 
maybe a salad another day, or maybe a wrap with those ingredients another day. Um, and you find that it's going to be a lot easier to sustain the, the plant-based lifestyle when you work like that. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, we have to realize that transitioning is a lot more about your commitment than it is about exactly what your, how do I say this? Only Christ can really do it through you if you want to see sustainable change. And um, because really appetite is one of those things that's really hard for us as humans. We see that's how the enemy got Eve in the Garden of Eden by what she ate. Mm-hmm. And so we can't think necessarily that if you change, if you stop eating meat, that everything's going to go easy, not necessarily. And so you want to call on God's divine help to help you to honor him through your body. Um, ultimately, that's, I think that's really what makes it. And then, and then there are people as well that don't, that don't necessarily ascribe to the belief that God is going to help them because they may not believe in God. And that's their choice, of course. Mm -hmm. And to those people, I would say, go back to your why and ultimately realize that you need a higher power. You need a higher power to do this through you because it's not always easy. And, and then, you know, I, when I come, when I'm with clients like that, who don't necessarily believe in God and, and, um, you know, then I, I privately pray for them and I find, I find that God always makes a way for them as well, um, on their journey. That's really powerful because I've come to realize, and I, and I think once you start eating whole foods, you realize just how addicted you were, to those the sugary foods and the processed foods when you kind of get away from it and mm-hmm. i and i think that's powerful that you say you really need help because a lot of these foods that we're eating we're actually addicted to them it's not even like oh i could just give it up tomorrow it's literally we're pulling ourselves away Absolutely. from all of these foods that we've been eating for so long and detoxing and and going down a different way and i think once we realize that some of these foods are like hurting us, you know, and they're just like, cause we wouldn't take drugs. We wouldn't take certain other things, some people, but for some reason that food is holding on to us. And mm-hmm. you said something very powerful and I'd want you to see if you could elaborate a little bit. You said that sure. you have purpose and your health should empower you to live it out. When I read that, I was just like, wow, that is so true. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. we take our health granted and we're just like unless we get sick or whatever but tell us more about what you meant by that absolutely you know let's just go back to the garden of eden um we see that god made adam and eve right Mm -hmm. and the enemy came and tempted eve he seduced her mind really it starts in the mind he seduced her from living out her complete purpose. He knew that she was powerful. And he knew that if he could get her to compromise, that she wouldn't be able to live out her God-given purpose completely. And so she ends up eating this fruit. And we know what it did to, to, to history and what it did to us. 
Mm-hmm. But the beauty in this is that there's redemption for her purpose. Because later on, God says that you, you know, your seed will bruise the head of the enemy. And so that was her formula. That was her kryptonite. Like if you take, if this is, I'm telling you, your seed is going to bruise the head of the, of the enemy. I know that you went through what you went through and I know that you made the decisions that you made, but I'm telling you that if you take this seed and you allow it to grow, that you're going to not only bruise the head of the enemy, but it's going to give everyone else an uh, an opportunity to live out their life and their purpose. And so we see through Jesus how he's given us a second chance. And that is so important to me when I think about my purpose, because I know that my life hasn't always been uh, lilies and, 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 and beautiful hilltops. I, I know that there are certain things that I, I'm like, Laura, I don't know if I can live out my my complete purpose. I don't know if I can. Um, I remember that when I was transitioning, I was like, I don't know if my acne could heal because I've been eating these things for so long. But I realized that it was actually God's will for me to heal mm. because he wants me to live out my purpose. This is his will for you, Cersei. This is his will for me. This is his will for everyone listening. And when you realize that God wants you to live out your purpose and that he's giving you a seed, like literally seeds <laughs> to mm-hmm. heal your body, mm-hmm. to, to, to be who you need to be, um, you realize that you can live out your purpose in a beautiful way where you can thrive and inspire others. But if you're sick, Cersei, yeah, yes. if you're sick, Mm. You can't operate in your 100% zone. Mm. If you're tired, if you have cancer and diabetes, Mm. how are you going to live out your purpose completely the way God wants you? Mm. And it doesn't matter what you did in the past. To know that there's grace in Jesus, to know that he gives you a do-over that he says, you know what, you did this, but I've given you a seed and you can bruise the head of the enemy. And if you take up that baton and you choose, you'll realize that you can live out your purpose. But I, I think the problem here is that a lot of people don't even realize they can live it out fully. Or mm. they think they're living out their purpose, but they're living a sub-purpose. It's like, well, I'm trying, I think, you know, I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to do, but they're still sick. Because they're eating things that are actually hurting them, and they're not living it out to their fullest. Um, so that's that's something that I I think is um, it's something that hits home because so many people have died unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah, cut their purpose short. Mm-hmm. They have cut their purpose short from something as simple as what they're putting in their mouth. Mm. And when you realize that God has given you a key to not only unlock your purpose, but to change that and that you can actually eat for your life so you could live out your purpose, it's a game changer. When you realize that, you know what? I don't have to die prematurely. I I mean, sometimes I wonder, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound somber, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. 
when I go by grave sites, mm-hmm. I think of all of the buried dreams that are there. Mm-hmm. I think of all of the purposes that were thwarted and cut short because of habits. And I realize that, you know what? I have a choice right now to do differently. Mm. And I have a choice to teach others. Mm. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help people live out their purpose because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to help people. And just like you, the goal is not necessarily for you to eat pears and bananas and, and lettuce. Like that stuff is great. But it's so you could heal, so you could live out your God-given purpose right, right. on purpose and to live right. it out and thrive because that right. purpose is attached to someone else's purpose and so on. Right, right. And it's, and it's so interesting because a lot of times we don't realize that our purpose is connected to our bodies. I mean, we mm. can't live out whatever mission we have outside of this body that's been given us. Um, And you talk about the grave site, but if you just look at the statistic, the number one cause of death is heart disease in our country. You know what I mean? Um, The way we eat has now overtaken cancer. So that is now, I think not cancer, sorry, smoking. So, you know, eating badly, we're, we're, we're in this cycle, but I think what happened is that eating badly was hiding in plain sight. And because a lot of us never really recognized it, we don't see it as the enemy that it is, but mm-hmm. it is killing us every day. It is. Um, and I, and I think that's why my passion is basically to help people make that connection that you can't live out your purpose. If you're not stewards of your health, it's it, eventually it catches up to you. Mm-hmm. It you know? does. So it's, it's just, it's, it's one of those things. And, you know, when people hear plant-based, you know, cause I, they're, they're wondering, okay, well, what am I going to eat? You mm-hmm. know, and for those of us who've been in the plant-based for now, we realize that there are a million things that you can eat, Oh yeah. but just, but what does your pantry look like? Like somebody listening saying, well, what is plant-based? Am I going to be just eating lettuce and, you know, I can't live off of oh, lettuce, no. you know, I, <laughs> you know, Love but no. what, what are some of the staples that are in a plant-based kitchen? Because I always say, you know, the term vegan, we're always saying go vegan, go vegan, but vegan just tells you what you don't eat. And I think <laughs> plant-based, it's actually honing in on the real whole foods. And so what are some of the things that are in your pantry? What are some of the things that someone who wants to transition, these are the things they're either going to be looking forward to? Absolutely. And I actually did a video on this. And mm-hmm. it's so funny because a lot of people ask, uh, uh, um, several people have come to my house just to look at my pantry. They're like, can I, can, uh-huh. can I, see, can I see what you eat? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. sure. So mm-hmm. um, so first off, you're going to find a lot of produce. Um, that's something that I try to stock my fridge with because I know that life is in food that has life. Yes. Not necessarily dead food. Um um, and dead food, of course, it would be, I would categorize that more as processed food, but there are, there are some foods that have a lot more life than other foods. And those are live foods like fruits and vegetables. And so I, I want to get all those great phytochemicals and I want to get all those antioxidants into my body daily, sometimes several times a day if I can. So you're going to see a lot of, um, a lot of avocados cause I love avocados. They're in healthy fat. They're very filling and my children love avocado, so that works beautifully. You're going to find a lot of bananas. Uh, we make a lot of smoothies at home, 
And I love the creaminess that the bananas give to my smoothies. And they're also like a healthy sweet. They're a little sweeter than the average fruit I find for me and my Mm -hmm. palate. So you're going to find a lot of that. You're going to find a lot of berries because they're super high in antioxidants, um, phytochemicals, and they're just going to give you a lot of bang for your buck. Um, and you won't only find uh, fruit in my fridge, but you'll also find frozen fruit um, in my freezer because there's just as much power in flash frozen food. So fruit, food that was picked and then frozen right there as in something that has been sitting out for several days that's perhaps still fresh, but it's been sitting, sitting out for several days at the market. So you'll find a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, frozen um, uh, fruit in my my freezer as well. You'll also find tons of vegetables. I love greens. I love collards. I love callaloo. Um, that's something that I like to grow in my backyard um, when when I can. Um, I love um, celery. Celery is so good. It's a great diuretic, so it gets you moving. Um, you know helps you go pee <laughs> and it's good for your blood. It's a great blood cleanser. So, and I love it in, um, in soups and a lot of, uh, stir fry. So you'll find lots of celery there. You'll find some broccoli, you'll find, um, whatever really is in season, uh, to be honest. So lots of fruits and vegetables. So let's go to my milk and my cheese supply. Um, I have substituted dairy milk with, coconut milk and I mean coconut milk in the carton not in the can I use that I try Mm -hmm. to use that sparingly um and what I I try to do more is uh the coconut milk in the carton I like that um for its high nutritional profile um I also enjoy almond milk you'll see some of that um very rarely will you see hemp milk because it's a little bit more expensive than the other milks but I love that it's so high in protein um and what I try to do Um, because it's so high in protein, just hemp in general is stock up on hemp seeds when they're on sale. So, Mm. um, yeah, so tons of, of, um, of, you know, plant-based milk. So the almonds and the coconuts, um, depending on kind of what's on sale at the time. I also, um, like to use nutritional yeast flakes when I'm making cheeses, Um, And I'll use that with cashews or sunflower seeds, or I'll just um, not use the nutritional yeast flakes. And I'll probably do a little bit of ACV, which is apple cider vinegar with some lemon um, and some maybe cashews. And that kind of gives me my cheesy taste as well. Um, I love um, brown rice. We're big rice people, (laughs) but I try not to eat like tons of it, like, rice all day, every day. I like, you know, throw in my yard food, like I like to call it, like my plantains Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. my yuca, um, my batata, um, Mm -hmm. root foods. Um, And those are just as delicious as as, um, brown rice, if not more delicious. Um, um, And I like just my sweet potatoes. Sometimes I'll batch cook sweet potatoes, Cersei. I'll just get like 12 on a pan. I'll I'll coat them with a little bit of maybe a little bit of coconut oil, sometimes not, and um, sometimes a little bit of salt. And I'll just bake those for about 45 minutes or an hour. And then I'll have um, sweet potato for the rest of the week. And sometimes I'll 
I'll stack some beans on that. And sometimes I'll just chop it up and have it next to like um, a curry. Um, sometimes I'll take that and I'll puree it. I mean, there's so many things to do once you have it, you know, set up for you. Um, so you'll find a lot of that in my pantry. You'll find a lot of beans. I'm a beanaholic. I love beans, mm-hmm. um, lima beans, black beans, pinto beans. And I try to, I try to, you know, also change it up so it's not stale. Right. Um, I, what else will you find? You'll find a couple of snacks. Um, I really like the, there are these uh, chips and I'm not a big, big chip person only because a lot of the chips are super processed. Mm -hmm. Um, But just, you know, every now and then it's nice to have a little, a little something that you could eat that you feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm eating good, but I, I I'm so kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of reminiscent, yeah. reminiscent of what I used to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, some like rice crackers or rice chips or bean chips. Mm. You'll find some yeah. of that. I love um, nut butters, seeds, um, almonds, and cashews. So that's kind of a overview of yeah. what my pantry kind of looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that looks, that sounds pretty good. I mean, for those who are listening, as you can see, I mean, there's a wide variety of food. And I think sometimes we think, oh my gosh, I'm only going to be eating lettuce. But as you can hear, that's far from the case. Now I have to ask you about your videos and your cooking. Have you been like a chef all your life or what is going on with these delicious recipes that you're coming out with? Because they look absolutely amazing. And so I needed to tap in to figure out what's the, what's the, what's the mystery behind all that? Girl, the mystery is just get creative and try it out. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's, Mm -hmm. it's really, you know, I think sometimes things on video always look a little better than they look in person, (laughs) Mm. but, but they are delicious. We love them. And so we just wanted to share them with the world, but no, I have not been a cook my whole life. Um, I I did grow up seeing my mother cook in the kitchen and she was Mm -hmm. really gracious in allowing me to cook with her sometimes and sometimes meals for the family. But again, I didn't necessarily grow up plant-based. A lot of those meals were chicken meals, um, Mm. or things that I don't eat now, but I get, I guess I had the foundation of cooking. Um, but, uh, later on in life, I was definitely inspired by a, a class I took in college where we made tons of vegan recipes and um, it was actually taught by a cancer, a breast cancer survivor, um, super inspirational. And she has a couple of cookbooks out. So I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to try this. And so I was using her book for a long time. And then um, it just kind of morphed into, you know what, I'm going to be really bold and get super creative in my kitchen. And, you know, I'm going to try to make some cheese with cauliflower or I'm going to try to take my smoothie and put it into a bowl. Sometimes your greatest recipes are born that way. Um, And so that's kind of like what I started to do. And then my husband's like, girl, you need to get this on a video or in a book (laughs) and share with others. And so that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it's inspiring because I think it's so important that people, especially when you you transition to just get comfortable with your kitchen and just get creative. It's no right, no wrong. And, you know, a lot of times people who cook their meat, they'll be surprised, like you're saying, how you could just 
literally transform the same way that you were cooking and just make some adjustments and bam, you have a plant-based meal. So okay. yeah. So, so a lot of times it's not as hard as it looks, but you, you definitely like those, those, uh, those dishes look absolutely delicious, oh, but just to pivot a little bit, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about transitioning a family because I know for myself, I was the first person um, to be plant-based in my family. And so I found that part a little bit challenging um, and how to transition my family and, and all of that. And so could you speak to that? Because your family is completely plant-based. Am I mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Um, so talk a little bit about how, how do you transition you know, if you're the only one and how do you get your whole family on board? And what about feeding kids? Um, Talk a little bit about that. Right. Well, I think at the heart of it is knowing that God wants your family to be on one accord. Mm. Um, When you can pray to a God that understands that and knows that, um, you have a lot more confidence in the decision-making you're going to do at home. Um, so maybe being a little bit bolder with the meals that you're going to, you're going to make and like, well, I know everyone's going to want chicken tonight, but I'm going to change it up as the mommy at home. And I'm going to give them some general gals, cauliflower, fake chicken, (laughs) you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I never wanted to have a family that felt like they were forced into being plant-based. And I never wanted to date anyone like that as well. My husband, I remember when I met him, one of my friends was like, oh, by the way, he's not plant-based and he's not a vegan, as if that was going to be a deterrent to me. (laughs) And it could have been if I was, you know, listening from the flesh, but I was like, I really feel like this is the guy for me. Um, I just kind of had some spiritual foresight and I was like, he's, he fits the profile I'm going to at least try to make things work. And um, I think one thing that was really important was that he was teachable. And um, I think that's only something God can do because once you're teachable, it's so much easier. But when you have someone who's, even if you're 10% teachable, you work with that teachable spirit where it is teachable. So maybe they don't want to let go of the meat, but maybe they're, they'll do more smoothies. You work with that and you milk mm-hmm. that as best as you can mm-hmm. because that's going to lead to another place. Um, so, m- m- you know, my, my, my hubby boyfriend at the time, he was very teachable, but he was still not a vegan. Um, he still liked his chicken and his turkey. So whenever we were together, I made sure that our meals were plant-based, but I also made sure that there were tasty Cersei. Right. I put my foot into it. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, you know, you're going to bring it to the other side. <laughs> I was yeah. like, listen, I'm going to make some mac and cheese like he's never had before, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I made, I, I had to up the ante just like when you meet someone, when you met your husband, yes. you made sure you had a little more, you know, gloss on or your yes. hair was did a little more, you know? That's how yeah. you have to present it as well to your family. Yeah. Um, and so just put a little bit more love into it. And that's what I try yeah. to do with him. And, um, you know, it, 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 it went from one meal to another meal. And then he's like, okay, I'll do the cleanse with you. Mm-hmm. And then you do the little, you know, three day cleanse with me. And I'll never forget it. We were talking to someone 
and they asked him, oh, so are you plant-based? Are you vegan? What's, when, what's your diet like? And he's like, I'm a vegan. Girl, I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I totally wasn't, I wasn't, like, I didn't foresee that. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. really trying to get him to transition as much as showing him what my life was like and trying to make it palatable and something that he could also enjoy. Because if you're forever thinking, I need to get him to change, I need to get him to change, it's going to be a drudgery to you too. Mm. So you just try to present it as beautiful as possible. Another, And then, of course, um, by the time we are married, he was plant-based. And so both of my pregnancies were plant-based pregnancies. And our, and our family is plant, plant-based. And I thank God for that because it really makes life easier in a lot of different spectrums. But I yeah. do remember the time um, when, when my husband, when, uh, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, but we were in, I think we were about to be engaged. And he's like, he wasn't vegan yet. And he's like, I'm going back, I'm going back home and they're going to have some chicken and I'm going to eat chicken. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt sad in my spirit, really. I was mm-hmm. like, and I thought I presented this nicely. And I was like, okay, do you. It's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember him, you know, making it clear that the chicken didn't taste the same. Mm. Um, and that he wasn't really feeling it the way he he used to. Why? I think it was because I was making so many healthy plant-based meals. And sometimes I wouldn't even tell him. I would just make it and just... You know, I wouldn't necessarily like, okay, this is tofu instead of yeah, chicken. Yeah, right, right. You know, just I would just, mm-hmm. just put it in front. You like it. And then, you you know, if you want to ask later. But then his palate was becoming slowly plant-based without even realizing it. And that's a big thing to do at home. Make plant-based meals. Try to recreate your hubbies or your children's uh, favorite non-plant-based foods into healthy choices. Yes. Another thing you can do is say, okay, I want us to be plant-based, but I know that you guys aren't necessarily hot for that right now. So how about we go online together or we get some books together and you pick out, you pick out some meals that you think you would want mommy to make or want to make together. And it's like, oh, well, okay, this enchilada thing looks kind of cool. Maybe we could make that. You want to get them involved as much as possible because then they start to see it as something that they do, not just mommy Mm. um, or daddy, whoever is plant-based at home, or even not even mommy or daddy. Maybe it's a a teen at home that's plant-based and the parents aren't. I know that my mom had that issue um, growing up in some ways as well. She wasn't necessarily plant-based, but she decided that she would stop eating pork and her family still ate pork. Mm -hmm. So she kind of had to work through that. But Hey, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, Another thing too is not just getting the family involved, but I don't know what type of, um, everyone has a kind of a different household style when it comes to who cooks food, but um, kind of striking a a deal like, okay, if you make plant-based food on Monday, when you make, then I'll... I'll make you what you love at the end of the week, even if it's a really hard recipe. So there's kind of like, I'm working with you, you work with me. And of course, at the end of the day, you have to give it to God. Yes. This is not something that you could do on your own. You really need God's supernatural help 
and he will get your family there. And even if they don't become completely plant-based, you will see that the healthy choices that you've introduced them to are going to, by default, make them healthier than they were before you did. Um, and so every effort that you, um, employ to try to introduce your family to, um, a healthier lifestyle is going to pay some type of dividend. Yes. That was very helpful. Yes. So what I like to do, um, is I like to ask everyone a couple questions, just like a Russian roulette. So whatever comes to your head, just go ahead. So what are your top three plant strong foods or meals? I know you said avocado, but what are your top three? Yes. Okay. So it's definitely the first one is going to be my my green uh, super smoothie that I make most mornings. So has lots of kale, um, berries, lots of seeds with some almond milk, um, banana, with some avocado. I'll blend that up and that thing holds me for the entire day. <laughs> I lie, not the entire day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's um, really, really good. Really, really good for, for sustaining uh, your belly. Uh, the second thing, I really love apples, sliced apples, really good sweet organic apples with some almond butter, some type of nut butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like... I like salad, but I love to to jazz that salad up with a bunch of raisins and nuts, and I make it really colorful with a bunch of cabbage and um, maybe some bok choy or something that I haven't had before. So uh, my smoothies, I love my apples with some nut butter and uh, those salads. Okay. And then last question is, what are three things you would recommend everyone put in their picnic basket of health, metaphorically, to ensure that they eat their best life. All right. First thing, accountability. Get yourself a friend in that picnic basket. That can help you out when the going gets rough because it happens to all of us. Someone that's going to pray you through, someone who's going to empower you, not make you feel like you're dumb for choosing to take care of yourself someone who's going to see eye to eye with you and kind of help you out. So get an accountability partner. Um, The second thing I would say is maybe even a vision board um, along with your why. Um, Show yourself what you want to look like. Tell yourself what you want to look like and write that out. Okay, I want a slimmer waist. I don't want asthma anymore. Um, I want to show my family that you don't have to deal with unnecessary illnesses. Um, so, yeah, some type of vision board of some sort or some type of chart or maybe if it's just a piece of paper with your why, but something tangible that you could look at um, that has your why on it. And the third thing, lots of greens. Mm. Put that in your picnic basket, a lot of greens. Greens are one of the easiest ways to get tons of nutrition into your diet easily. Um, if I had to choose one plant-based food that I could eat that I could like, and I, I couldn't pick anything else for the day, it would be greens. There's tons of iron there, tons of calcium there. 
Um, you have those phytochemicals. You have the the minerals. Um, it's just like a powerhouse that God has given to us. So I would put some greens into that basket. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we close, I just want to say that I remember that um, you did a powerful prayer um, for the new year where you kind of basically you talked about breaking the chains. I know a lot of times as we're in the, you know, it's the new year and everyone's making new year's resolutions, but a lot of times the studies show that by the time it hits March, we've already fizzled out. And Mm. so a lot of times people believe, as you say, the lies about their health, that they could actually accomplish this thing, or they just already feel defeated before they started. And I was really moved personally um, by the prayer that you put there for the new year on encouraging um, your, your audience to, to take charge of their health that year. And so I'm asking if you could give that prayer to this audience. We're at a new year, 2020, and a lot of people are either trying to start or they're already discouraged. We're what, three weeks in, or, you know, they're not sure if they're going to make it to the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And so I want to know if you could just go ahead and, 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 and do that prayer Absolutely. Um, for this audience for the new year. Absolutely. I'd be honored. Um, wow, this is really, really powerful because it's, there's something so special about inviting God into your health journey. Because God can do anything. There's nothing impossible for him. And he also says in um, 3 John 1, 2, he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be healthy, even as your soul prospers. And so when you're inviting God um, onto your health journey, there's actually nothing that he cannot do for you. So, um, yeah, let's pray. Father, we come to you right now as humbly as we can, really just thankful that we have an audience with you. The fact that we are alive and we have breath in our body is a testament that you are still in control of our lives. And even though we may have had um, the doctor tell us that, you know, you only have so many days to live or so many months or you have a deathly disease or, or, or this is happening in your life that really at the end of the day that you have the last say is really powerful. It's really, really powerful, especially for those who feel like they have no hope. So we are talking to you with expectancy. We know that you can do all things through us in 2020. We can't, but you can. And we're asking that in the name of Jesus, that you would forgive us for our lack of faith, for not trusting you and for not choosing our health. God, we surrender and we confess that we need your help. We need your help to lose weight. We need your help to eat, uh, help to eat healthier. We need your help to get off of our meds. We can't do this on our own. It's hard, God. But by your strength and by your by your, um, by your provision, we can make this possible. 
we need the necessary tools um, to have the year that we've always dreamed of. So maybe, Lord, that's a friend that we need right now. Send that friend, send that person to encourage us when we need it. If there's someone listening and they feel like I want to do this, but I don't have anyone around me to help me, send them that person right now in the name of Jesus. Break any chains in their life that is not allowing them to go beyond the wishing. They have seen themselves uh, themselves at a healthier weight. They have seen themselves eating broccoli at their meal and enjoying it or making a really nice veggie fr- uh, stir fry, but they just, for some reason, they can't, they can't, they can't get it done. They, they, they see it in their head, but they want to make it happen, but they can't do it because there's something that's blocking them. Father, rebuke that, whatever it is. I pray that they would believe, that we would all believe that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Father, I believe in Jesus' name that you, are, you will show us right now a glimpse of that reality. You will help us to be consistent. You will give us a viable step-by-step strategy to accomplish our goals. You will literally walk with us this year. We believe it. We are going to reap the benefits of a healthy lifestyle. We are going to lose weight. We're not going to be sick. We're not going to be diseased. The people around us are going to see a power in us that is supernatural and we're going to help them too. We are going to live a life that pleases you on purpose. We so badly want to be everything you've called us to be, but we need your supernatural strength. And we're declaring that by faith, it's going to be a different year. We are going to achieve our health goals and we are going to inspire those around us to do the same. We're not going to be all talk. We're going to be action. And we're going to be walking in the purpose and in the light that you've given to us. Father, if there's something that we need to change right now, we pray that you change it. Thank you for the awesome gift of life. Thank you for Cersei as well and her life. And I pray that you continue to bless her in all that she does so she can continue to ignite the fire of health and wellness in the lives of billions of people, I dare say, across the world. And if there's someone listening that needs their faith to be put into action, because we know that faith without works is dead, we pray that it would just activate right now and that they would receive the awesome gift that they've been hoping for, a life full of health and vibrancy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for that powerful prayer. Um, and as we close out, where could people find you? Let us, where are you, where, if people wanted to connect with you or to learn more about how to transition, tell us where they can find you. Absolutely. So you could definitely find me on, uh, you could find me on Instagram, at CMH Social. Um, you could also, that's my name. You can also find me on Facebook um, at CMH Social. Uh, you could also find me on YouTube at Choosing My Health. Um, we have tons of resources and tons of videos to help you in, in any way uh, you need that help to transition to a plant-based lifestyle. And I almost forget forgot, um, you could visit us at choosingmyhealth.com and you'll find tons of recipes there and a lot of other great stuff to help you on your journey. 
Wonderful. And you do have a freebie on your website that they can go on and get. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's an, an email series and it's packed with um, all of the years of my life tested strategies um, to really boost you know, anyone's plant-based gain for the win. Um, and I have uh, some really great tips there and it's for free. So you could get that at choosingmyhealth.com. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you won't be disappointed. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on here. I enjoyed this yes. conversation and I myself was blessed by it. And I thank you so much and we'll definitely have to do this again. Oh, I would be so honored to. And Cersei, thank you so much for having me on. Like I said, I love what you're doing. You're an inspiration to so many, including me. Thank you so much. All right. Have a blessed day. You too. All right. You've been listening to the Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, thank you for listening.